Hey guys, Chris here, just to let you know that this week's show is brought to you in part by Madden 24. Madden 24 has officially been released and there are a giant number of changes to make an already incredible game just that much better. With significant technological improvements, the Madden team has enhanced the gameplay experience, taking it to an unprecedented level of immersion and control. With the new FieldSense technology, ultimate team upgrades, and simple additions to the franchise mode like restructuring contracts, it is true that if it's in the game, it's in the game. Available for all major consoles, the good folks over at EA were kind enough to gift us some digital codes. We're giving away an absolutely crazy 25 codes for each console version, and they're gonna go to the first people to DM us on Twitter. Simply ask for it. It's that easy. Madden for free. Madden 24, available now. Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye. Like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody and welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. I'm Chris Howardell, joined uh, as always by Greg Crone. Gregory, it has been a minute. How have you been, sir? Well, I mean, like we returned and then we left and then we, we were back for a second and now mm. everything is calmed. The summer has officially ended. It is and, September. And and football is here. It's it's not It's not on the horizon anymore. It's back with uh a vengeance hopefully yeah so college football has been back for a couple of weeks now we had a crazy crazy week uh this past weekend and one of i think this is going to go down forever as one of my great gambling should haves greg i was was checking out i was checking out uh bavadasportsbook.com looking at all the lines before the early games and one just stuck out at me because I felt like it's always interesting when there's inequities in, in lines. And I just felt like we don't know how good Colorado was going to be. Now I wouldn't have guessed they won outright, but I'm thinking, Oh, that's, I'm thinking they're going to cover this one. They, that, that was a, what minus 20 and a half at kickoff thought they were going to cover the 20. I was like, oh, I'm going to should put some money down on it. Even at the beginning of the game when it was still 0-0, you could still do the live lines. It kills me, man. Kills me. I don't. I would not have been bold enough to take take the money line, even though I kind of never buy into TCU for whatever reason. They just kind of feel consistently fraudy to me, despite the fact that I know that they played in the national championship game this past year. Didn't think they deserved to be there didn't think they were going to be able to compete uh, at least at least win by 20 against Colorado and uh, they did not well here's the thing it's not the same TCU team it's True. it's there's no Max Duggan there's no Quentin Johnson mm-hmm. there's no you know it's it's not the Keandre same Miller correct that's who I was thinking of thank you I appreciate that you're welcome um, uh, but it, it wasn't the same team. And I said it last week on, on Better's Delight. 
when Mike was trying to tell me that there's just no way TCU doesn't cover. I was like, well, there's a huge way, and it's mm-hmm. because it's not the same team, and it's 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 Dion. I, I don't I, right. I understand that people like to doubt and and do that, and I don't think I necessarily thought that Colorado was going to come out and win, like you said, but they're not three touchdowns worse. They're no. just not. And like you it, can't be sure they are, if nothing else, because you just don't know what that team is going in. Correct. No, 100%. Like a hundred, fresh season, different teams almost entirely. I mean, Colorado had like a zillion transfers, like both in and yeah. out of the program. Like it is not the same team that won one or two games last year. It's one, just not. One and 11 one. last year. Yeah. So like it, the fact that it was 20 is, is just – I recency bias, I guess is the best way to put it and not actually looking at the teams themselves. I think they were like plus 800 on the money line. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, Oh my God, it's going to kill me. Like it, that one is okay. That. And I'll tell you what, the other thing that is always going to drive me nuts for the rest of my life. I don't know why I don't, I was, I was, uh, there was an app, maybe it still exists. I believe it was called top buzz. And it was just like an aggregate of like stories and stuff like that. And one of the things that they talked about all the time in the articles and on the message boards that I read was that, hey, there's uh, maybe a problem with GameStop's financials. Mm. And I I was reading about it (laughs) for weeks, maybe even a month before the short happened. And I was too chicken to get in. And it's just, it's going to kill me. Also, I, I... Sold a little early on on Doge, but still made a decent profit there. But the GameStop thing and this Colorado game are going to be... Listen. They're the two that are going to haunt me. And uh, Colorado jumps into the top 25 at number 22 this week. Uh, that's, that's crazy, too. It'll be very interesting to see how this game with Nebraska goes mm-hmm. um, after all the craziness of, uh, of the weekend and that win. So... Uh, the, the rankings are the rankings, I guess, is the, the only thing I can really say about it. Um, what, what just a crazy week of college football, though. Like, this this is shaping up to be, and I know we're, we're going to be reactionary here, that it's going to be a little bit hyperbolic, and we're talking about something that is seven and a half months away. But if things keep going like this, this could be one of the most fun NFL drafts we've had in a really long time. Caleb Williams is a has been a magician for USC with some of the throws he's making. You know, I was a little reticent to buy into the Patrick Mahomes comps, but he does things granted against I believe the 90th and 131st ranked teams in the country, uh, at least not ranked defenses in the country. But he does things only Patrick Mahomes does. He it, it's unbelievable. And Drake May was great for North Carolina. Even Spencer Rattler in that North Carolina game was great, despite the fact that I think he got sacked nine times. You know, Shador Sanders throws for 510 yards. Jordan Travis is spectacular, a quarterback for Florida State. Michael Penix Jr., granted, you know, he's been hurt every single year he's played college football. Uh, aside from last year, question mark, had a, what, 500-yard game for Washington. You're, you know, this is a, a 2025 guy, but your guy Drew Aller at Penn State looked pretty spectacular. This is just, this is a really, Bo Nix looked great. Really, really, really fun class this year. 
I can't. I dude, I'm I'm excited all over the place. You didn't even mention DJU, which I think I don't. I doubt he would. I don't know if he, he's definitely not a senior. Uh, I did. What did uh, Uyunglele do? I didn't even oh, see that. Tore up San Jose State for the Beavs, baby. Two, <laughs> two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. I think it was 250 plus yards through the air. The guy, the guy just tore it up. Absolutely tore it up. So, uh, I mean, there's, there's, there was so much action this weekend. It's, it's like you said, reactionary at its finest after this. But um, I'm always, I'm always just so thrilled when, when football and everything's back. And then again, like you said, like looking at the potential projections of what we could be looking at for an NFL draft. I mean, come on, buddy. The juices are flowing. It's September. It's cold out, except it was 95 <laughs> degrees here today. Yeah. Notre Dame's got a quarterback in Sam Hartman. You have, uh, I don't, okay. I don't know how I feel about Georgia and Carson Beck, but we shall see, you know, JJ McCarthy looked pretty good for, for, uh, Michigan with three touchdowns and two eighty. I the one team I was a tiny bit concerned about uh, was Ohio State. They only win by twenty over Indiana, and Kyle McCord did not look particularly good. I think uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. had his worst game in as a collegiate player, like two catches for eighteen yards or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm worried Trying. about these things, man. Worried about Quinn uh, Ewers, fresh all with a new haircut. 260 and three touchdowns for Texas. No more mullet for Quinn Ewers. That's that's sad. Can't cut the mullet though. I I Dev I, I I've known this uh this wedding has been coming up for for a while, but last night while watching Clemson and Duke, it dawned on me that mm-hmm. I will be at a wedding during Alabama, Texas. Oh, and I it's it's uh, it was one of those realizations where I was like, oh man. Oh, no, but I mean, obviously the the wedding will be a good time, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what Quinn can do in Tuscaloosa. Well, and we'd be remiss to not mention the great Matt Crone's alma mater. Ah, hangs, yes. Hangs 73 on Mercer and Jackson Dart goes for 334 and four touchdowns. I mean, the, the, he said he sent in, he sent the, the screenshot of the win and said, uh, I hope you got your futures in because he's. He's all in and ready for the natty to, to return yeah. to Oxford. As long as they get to play the Mercer Bears every week, I think I think they're going to have a really strong season. I would say so. I would say so, buddy. <laughs> Follow-up question. Is it Mercer? Yeah, it's the Mercer Bears. Good for me. Good for me. Quarterback Carter Peavy. Oh, my goodness. Boy, it's just I'm, – it's so great to have this stuff back. And, yeah – it is going to be a fun week. We've, yeah. I I want to see Ohio State come back strong against Youngstown State. I want to see I want to see Penn State just put it on Delaware. I don't. It's not a spectacular week for top twenty five matchups. You do have Ole Miss Tulane. Uh, you do Should have. Be a fun one. You do have. Oh my God! Is that the only top twenty five? You have obviously Texas Alabama that you alluded to. And that is it. For a lot of tune-up, a lot of tune-up games here in week in week two. Yeah, the Beavs get UC Davis. Ah, it should be a close one. Oh, you know what I watched? Okay, I watched a couple of things this week that I, in the past couple of weeks that I want to talk to you about and see if you've seen them. 
one, I finally got around to watching the the Magic and Bird special on on Max. That was really really good. But the one I wanted to talk about, have you watched watched BS High? I don't even know what that is. It's it's a documentary about Bishop Sycamore. Ah, uh, okay. I have not watched it, but I've I've heard people talk must about it. watch this. Like I would, I would encourage you to stop recording right now and go watch it. Ah, the Phillies are on the West Coast. They start in half an hour. I don't yeah, but Trey's on paternity happen. leave, so it doesn't matter. Eh, what are you gonna do? You have this is the craziest documentary I've seen in like maybe legitimately since Tickled. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I remember when you sent me that, and I watched it initially. If it's if it's up near that range, I can't I can't imagine the lengths this thing goes to. You, how much do you know about the Bishop Sycamore stuff? I mean, I know it was a fake school. Yeah, uh, watch uh, it. Yeah. The gentleman, the gentleman, I can't remember his name. The the coach, he's a he's a sociopath. No, that's not fair. He's a psychopath. No, <laughs> you know what? It's it's thought out. We'll go sociopath. He like nuts, dude, and he just looks crazy. It's it, everybody needs to watch Bishop Sycamore. Listen to this later if you're listening to it right now. Thank you for downloading it. Go watch Bishop Sycamore. Uh, it's on it's on Max, I believe. Which, by the way, Max absorb Discovery Plus, so you get all the Discovery Plus stuff along with. Yeah, make Max sure Discovery Plus isn't still charging me. Yeah, I I canceled mine once uh, I realized that I could get them shows on uh, on one platform, and I think I get Max for free with my phone. But I don't know. Watch Bishop Sick. Watch BS High. It's incredible, legit, amazing documentary. I hear you. Do it now. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll turning it off. See ya. No, no, I'm, I'm gonna, I want to be here to get the reaction. I think that's the rest of the show. I just want the rest of the show is just going to be your reaction to what's going on. <laughs> Bishop, the BS High document. We'll do a commentary over it. We've done that before, so yeah, it wouldn't we, shock me. We did tell. Well, we were gonna. That was gonna be a much bigger part of uh, a previous show that we were doing. It was gonna be a much bigger part. Obviously, yes. we did. We did the uh, the MMA stuff, and that was fun for like the first six until it got to be like legitimate. Yeah, that's definitely true. And like, we did it. We did it for the, we did it for a Royal rumble. I think we did. We did it. And, and if, it if immediately got me. taken down. Yeah. Like thanks. immediately got pulled. Thanks Vince. Thanks Vince and Jerk. YouTube. By the way, thank you. YouTube uh, 150,000 plus subs on the underdog YouTube channel. That is amazing. Thank you everybody for your support. Super cool. Uh, Better's Delightsman has had a couple of really good weeks. Love it. Everybody check it out. Three-man show last week. I despise those shows for editing purposes. I'm sure. I can imagine. And I would think, quite frankly, that you guys do too. Because it it requires a very... It's a different format for the YouTube channel. It's three slices instead of like four, four uh, rectangles. And you know what? not flattering it's just there's no two ways about it, it is not oh, yeah flattering. no it it's a lot it's no. just a lot of a lot of big head a lot of face a lot of, a lot of way face. too much face i'll be honest 
And then it's, there's a very small window that you have that I, that I have to work in. So if people are not, if people change their position midway through the show, <laughs> just kind of screwed, just got nothing you can do about it. Uh, I get that. Yeah. No, and I'm sure it happens. Matt, Matt specifically. I guess yeah, I think you were around. the problem this past week. Probably. I was bouncing around from uh, from side to side during during the show, trying to keep ah. track of everything and just being excited that football returned. That's No, you're not kidding, man. You're not kidding. What do you think of this uh, this Texas-Bama game? Bavada's got Bama minus seven. Where are you at here? I mean, it's hard to know exactly what you have in Milrow. Yeah. Bama at quarterback because like they play Middle Tennessee State like mm-hmm. they're always going to cut I think it was 39 and a half going into that game Sounds and right. I mean they they beat them 56 to 7 and it's like all right well that's what they're supposed to do it's right. like it's like am I supposed to jump off the page for Oklahoma going out and thrashing whomever they played like Oklahoma was up 28 nothing in the first played quarter. Arkansas State yeah and it's like all right yeah I don't learn anything from that not that you learned a lot from Texas playing Rice, but I think I think this is like that first real big game feel for Milrow and Ewers, to be perfectly honest, because you know didn't he, he definitely well Ewers actually had his best game maybe ever was it was it against Bama last year he when he got been. hurt yeah and, and he I, I believe he played just utterly spectacularly for the first half and then got hurt. <sighs> I think that is the case. I'm pretty confident that that is the case. Yeah, I'm looking it up. I mean, uh, he, he definitely got hurt, and I was trying to remember when. I do. I think it has to be against Bama because the game was close at halftime, and then I think yeah, it, he it was yeah. it was um September 10th. They lost 2019 to Alabama. He was nine of twelve for 134 yards. And looked great and got hurt. Looks like early in the second quarter. Yeah. Then he missed about missed about a month. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I trust that. I, and maybe this is stupid. Maybe I'm just a dumb person, which is very <laughs> possible. I think Texas should always be good, which has obviously gotten me into trouble over the course of the last. I don't know. Whenever Vince Young left, whenever he graduated since then. Talk about a great draft class. Oh, unbelievable. Vince, Vince Young, Leinert, Mario Williams, Reggie Bush. It's fun. Yeah, the, the, unbelievable. But since then, Texas has essentially been terrible. So now it's like, are they are they actually here? Remember when they beat some? They beat like, oh man, they beat somebody early in the season a couple years ago, and everybody was like, Ah, cool. They won the Sugar Bowl, and uh, the guy Sam Ellinger was like, "We're back," like that kind of thing. And they they, they just Indianapolis never Colt to, legend. Sam yeah, <laughs> they never seem to put it back, like put it all together. And you just wonder if maybe, just maybe, this team's different. We'll see. But I I I kind of like the points. Take it. Give me the give me the dog in this situation because it is Milrose's first like big big game as the starter. So like, let's roll the dice. Yeah. Right. No, that make that makes sense, and it's a home game. A home game I for mean, Alabama. Yeah. I'm yeah. Saying. Uh, <sighs> it's yeah. It's gonna that's gonna be an interesting one. That's gonna be, and then a couple of weeks later they get Jackson Dart and Ole Miss. 
Oh, well, they're shaking in their boots. Maybe hopefully they don't look too far ahead. Can I? Yeah. Can I tell you who was really fun? I watched a, a little bit of the Arkansas game. Raheem Sanders, this guy, they're running back 6'2, 245 pounds. Ooh. Like just a freaking beast. And uh, got speed. He's, you know, he's quick. He can run. He uh, didn't have the greatest statistical game because there were a couple of, couple of short little scores at the goal line that brought that yards per carry down. But he is, he is a lot of fun. It's just, this is, it's, I'm so excited about college football, man. And we haven't even mentioned the NFL. I'm just so excited about college football. I agree with you. Like it, it's, it's such a, a great like appetizer to, to what's coming in terms of uh, now on Sunday, it won't just be the three co- random college games and then a pretty, what's supposed to be a pretty good game that night. It'll be a full slate Saturday, yeah. a full slate Sunday. And then you just close it with that, that little dessert of Monday night football. It's I, I, I can I literally like legitimately cannot wait. And I have so much going on between now and Saturday that uh-huh. it's, it's like, it, it just needed to get here. I need Saturday to get here. I need Sunday. I need to hear Scott Hansen tell me that there's seven hours of commercial free football upcoming. Um, I need the birds. I, I listen. I love the Eagles. I can't. The, the 4:25 opening week start is such a tease. I, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's gonna it screws me too. I have uh, Saturday. I'm gonna be in Pennsylvania for just a super quick trip because I have family stuff and then I'm going home and I'm literally coming in in the morning, going home at night. And then Sunday we're going to a play. I mean, Chris, at, it's, seven, it's at seven o'clock season. We can't, we can't do this. Yeah. It got pushed back too. the timing is unfortunate, but uh, it is what it is. I guess my guess is I'm going to, I'm going to start that Eagles game around the 10 PM. <laughs> I mean, so that's a thing, but look, football's back and that's exciting. No, no offense. If I don't respond to texts on Sunday, my phone will be thoroughly on airplane mode. Oh, I'll be so entrenched in fantasy football drama that it, I won't have time to text you my anger or elation towards whatever goes on Sunday at 425. What fantasy football drama is going on? Oh, it's, just, it's more just the opening week. Here's the thing. I'm still in too many leagues, as mm. per usual. That's, that's always going to be the case. But I did a better job drafting like the same guys across leagues as I could. However. Risky strategy. Oh, of course. I know I'm going to be so mad or super happy regardless of what happens. <laughs> There's been well, it'll be really good or uh, you know the worst thing ever. There's been at least two leagues where I left the draft going, well this, this is I might as well. I should have just made paper airplanes out of the money that this league is and thrown them out my window sure. on my way to work. Um because that that has they have better opportunities than that. And then other leagues where I'm like, all right, we got we got a legitimate shot here. The the issue is is the draft strategy changes so much from I have two leagues that have, sorry, three leagues that have keepers, mm-hmm. two leagues that don't, but the one, one of the leagues that doesn't is a super flex two QB league, essentially. So like the draft strategy for that one is so different than the other one. That's just essentially a straight fantasy football league. There's no keepers. Yeah. 
it's just 10 teams, everybody do their draft, and that's how we how it goes every year. And it's just it's just wild. Like it really like they're so different and crazy, and people do things that just make literal no sense. I get why they do them, but it's just like uh, why why are we taking like I, I feel bad for the guy last night in the draft who took Kelsey number two overall. And then Jason. what happens today? Yeah, exactly. Well, that would have been the better of the two picks. Um, but I, I like I, I I just fantasy football dominates my fall, and it's just going to be. I know the grind begins technically Thursday, but in reality on Sunday. Yeah, I mean you're alluding to the injury scare from Jason Kel. Oh, Jason Kelsey, God, don't knock on wood. Uh, Travis Kelsey today. They did say ACL is intact. So he is he's in doubt for week one, but you know it could have been a heck of a lot worse. Oh, it could have been unbelievably bad. I that if he goes down, I would almost count the Chiefs out in terms of being a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Well, and, and Chris Jones is uh, yeah, yeah still not even around, I guess. Right. But the the like looking at the Chiefs' weapons, I guess is the best way to put it. There's not a lot past Kelsey. Like, I do think people sleep a little bit on McKinnon. I think he adds a lot to that roster. You hope Sky Moore takes a step. Like, McKinnon had such an impact towards the end of last year for them. It made yeah. a big difference. But, like, Sky Moore, the Kadarius Tony, he's relatively unreliable in terms of health. Pacheco? Like, yeah, yeah, Pacheco, which is, which is obviously a plus. But, like... Justin Ross looked great until he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it feels like it feels like there's like one guy they can't lose, and now he's a little bit gimpy for uh, potentially week one, if not for a lot longer. So, and they tried to fix their offensive line by throwing a lot of money at Juwan Taylor. We'll uh, see how that works out. Yeah, yeah, man. I, it, I, I'm so excited for Thursday, like to have a real legitimate NFL football game on my television. So great. It's the best. It's the best. It's why. It's why. It's why you do this. It's why you're a sports fan. It's the beginning of a new a new opportunity. You get to wipe away everything that happened last year. The the Super Bowl. I almost forgot we were in the Super Bowl. Not oh, really, but maybe. Like, I just randomly turned on the TV, and uh, it was they were replaying the Super Bowl, and I was just like, nope, nope, don't need that. I've I've essentially wiped that from my that entire game from my brain, so that's I'm good with that. That's Do an not auto turn need off. no thank you. Don't need to watch. I saw a um, I saw a a stat that the the two best quarterback performances statistically in Super Bowl history were two last year Jalen Hurts number one Nick Foles. So uh, that's. Absurd. That's absurd. Yeah. We won and won in those games. Uh, uh, I mean, Jalen couldn't have done much more. We They just did not show up on defense. The special teams was terrible. The sod father, Chris. The and goddamn sod father. The idiot uh, Jonathan Gannon was already checked out and basically coach is getting his, uh, his game plan ready for the Cardinals, which is an interesting one. They're either going to start, what, uh, Clayton Toon or Josh Dobbs at quarterback this week, and they're not saying who. Talk that they might just sit Kyler Murray all season. This is, I mean, what an embarrassment of a franchise. I, uh, at least Gannon's going to do very poorly. So there's that. 
what what was he planning? Yeah. Like during that during that lead up to the Super Bowl to where then you see that that pump up speech that was circulating around social media the oh, last couple of days. Not charismatic. And, and you're like, this is the guy? I mean, to be fair, Chris, always been on record. Hate Jonathan Gannon. Been there since way before we made the Super Bowl. So I don't have to, you don't know, you, you mean, it's a broken record at this yeah, point. Yeah, in fairness, you're on record for hating most people associated correct. with Philadelphia sports. That's correct. That's very accurate. The The only people I really don't hate are the 2018 Eagles and the 2008 Phillies. That's about it. Allen Iverson's on the list, too. Everyone else. You have to also say AI. You have yeah, to. E- everyone else is pretty much persona non grata in this world, uh, in this household, I guess. So. I, I, it's just like that, that guy is such a dweeb. I don't know yeah. any other way to describe it. I think you described it accurately. Yeah. I mean, like what, how can you ever get pumped up for that? And then uh, like, I mean, listen, I know the Cardinals expect to be bad, but you're tanking to get to Caleb Williams, but then you still have Kyler Murray. And it's not like Kyler Murray is some cheap guy that you can trade and get rid of. It's different than when you did this to, um, uh, man, who was the guy they replaced Carson Kyler Palmer? Murray with? No. Didn't they take a high quarterback and then literally like the yeah, next it Yeah, it was Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. That's it. Like, this is not the same situation. It's just not. Like, so it'll be very interesting to see how they try to play this. Um, I guess the hinky method. But the Higgy method doesn't win. It doesn't work. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, it did. It gave you. It gave you some a puncher's chance, though. A couple of things go differently. Look, even even you, who likes to talk about how terrible things go in Philadelphia sports, I think you would agree that if that Kawhi bucket bounces out, Sixers have a decent shot of being the World Champions that year. Of course they do. Of course they do. But they, they didn't. So I don't know. But they were put in the position to be there by the choices that were made. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. I, I also. And how different is this whole thing viewed if Kawhi misses and we, they, win the, they win the NBA finals? Well, then, of course, it's viewed as a positive. Oh, why wouldn't it be if you won a title? But that's Remember, what I'm saying. Beat the Bucks, and you still have to beat the Golden State Warriors. Well, the Warriors, everybody was hurt that year. That uh, correct. Uh, that is that is accurate. That is, but KD did play two games in the finals. He just blew out his Achilles in Game Two. Like, yeah. It, that there's no guarantee that happens when you're when you're playing they're playing the Sixers. That's of course there's of, of course there's not, but there's also no guarantee that uh, Joel Embiid doesn't have 145 points. We can't say it's for for sure that he's not going to do that. It's also it's, correct. I will give com- you that. It's complete fiction, dude. We haven't really talked since uh, I went away, and I had I had two books. Jail. Yes, correct. Um, I got. I I really overestimated the amount of time I'd be able to do literally anything that wasn't chasing kids around the side of a lake, or into a lake, and then around so the what, lake. What you're telling me, I'm assuming, is that you ignored the children and just read the book I sent you. I got so that one I was unable to start because I got halfway through the Sixers book. So embarrassing. I'm I will. Sorry. I will be reading that book out of pure. 
uh, need to because just the cover alone and the title has me interested. It's amazing. Um, it's it, it's legit bananas. <laughs> but the Sixers book just makes me mad. Yeah, why like did it, you? Why would you read that? Like, you know yeah. what your response is going to be. Why put yourself through that? Listen, it was purchased for me as a gift uh, on recommendation of people who don't know me and my Sixers attitude. Um, your wife? Well, no, she knows it because she agrees <laughs> with me. But she is the one that purchased it on other people's recommendations. Yeah, and I, mean, I understand that. I'm a Sixers fan. Every you know, some Sixers fans who enjoy losing would like to read about the history of the process. It made me hate every single person involved, except for legitimately maybe Brett Brown. Now, I'm only halfway through the book, so uh-huh. I'm sure my attitude will change. Spoilers about what happens, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure my attitude on Brett Brown will change at some point. But I couldn't hate Sam Hinkie more than after reading parts of that book. Uh, that's I, fine. Brett's, Brett's a good guy. He just wasn't a great coach. Yeah. No, I no, I, to be fair, I actually think he's a great coach. That got put in an unbelievably terrible situation. Well, I don't, I don't think he's a great coach. I think if I think if he was a great coach, he would have been given another opportunity at some point, and he is not. I think I think the Sixers process stink lives on him. I think nah. it lives on him. You don't you, if you don't give a crap about that. If you think guy can coach, you give him an opportunity. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. The NBA is full of retreads, so you actually might be right here. Um. It's just, it's just by far one of the more infuri- literally just sitting there getting mad at a book about something that happened eight years ago. This is, it's just nuts. Literally the most predictable outcome possible. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent knew this is how you like that book was going to do nothing but raise your blood pressure. Uh, correct. <laughs> correct. And it's already at dangerous levels. Uh, I mean, it's... When, when's the last time you got your blood pressure checked? Uh, a year ago, probably. I donated blood on uh, Saturday, question mark? Friday? When was September 1st? I don't know. Uh, September 1st. It would have been Friday. I did it then. Yeah. 127 over 77. Not great, I'm... but I'll put up with it. It's, it's, I, I can live with that. To be fair, the last time it was checked, it was good, so I'm all right with it. 185 over 120. I don't even know, dude. I don't even know what's good or what's bad. So you could just make numbers up. That's those are stroke numbers. So uh, well, no, <laughs> it definitely wasn't there. They ain't they ain't good. Happier blood pressure is good, Greg. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Actually, I have the uh, the Aaron the Aaron Weitzman tanking to the top. Uh, I could touch it right now. It's sitting in the cabinet above me. Uh, yeah completely predictable outcome that you were going to be furious by it and here we are let's make uh let's move away from from that and talk about something a little happier let's do some week one picks greg for the national football league as you mentioned thursday night football detroit lions kansas city chiefs where are you on the lions because i feel like we're uh we're jumping steps with them i i want to believe right like, I want to believe that they have figured it out, turned the corner, that Dan yeah. Campbell, as much as it will pain me that Macron was right about this, mm-hmm. uh, that Dan Campbell has figured it out and turned this team into a legitimate, not Super Bowl contender, but a team that can compete for a division title and a playoff spot, at minimum sure. a wild card spot. I want to believe that. They have the division for it. Like, 
outside of the Vikings, I, I'm down on the Packers. The Bears are still a giant work in progress, so we'll see what happens. But, like, the Lions could legitimately do it. I don't I, – I, it's so hard to get over the fact that it's, it's the Detroit Lions. They've been right. terrible my entire life. The, the last time I can even think about them in the playoffs, and I'm sure Stafford made the playoffs at least once or twice, but the last time I can even think about them making the playoffs, the L- Lomas Brown said they were going to beat the Eagles, and the Eagles beat them by 100. So I don't like I, I, and that had to be in the 90s because no one has even said the name Lomas Brown since the 90s. So I talk about Lomas Brown all the time. Uh, they were in the 2016 playoffs, 2014 playoffs, 2011 playoffs. All Didn't losses, win any of those games. Way. Yeah, no, they, I was going to say. Lost to Seattle, Dallas, and uh, Nolans, respectively. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I need to look. Eagles-Lions playoff. Actually, uh, here's, a fun, here's a fun game for you. Don't look, don't look anything up for the Lions just yet. Okay. Um, but that was 1995. 1995. When, I knew it was the 90s. When is the last time the Detroit Lions won a playoff game? And who is it against? It's probably, I mean, like the Baltimore Colts in 1968. Is that your real guess? I, I mean, well, so let's think about it. When have the Lions... Okay, I'll, okay, let me give you a hint. I'll give you the coach. The coach at the time was Wayne Fonts. I, oh, thanks for that. Thanks for that gem of a hint. Um, I mean, I'm telling you who the coach was. I, yeah, because I don't know who Wayne Fonts is. I don't know what to tell you. Um, um, what else can I give you? My guess is it has to be, like, like it has to be in the 70s. Like, it has they're to starting qu- Okay, I can give you their starting quarterback, too, because I don't think that's going to do much. <laughs> their starting quarterback, who, by the way, threw for 341 yards in this game, had a, an incredible game, Eric Kramer. <sighs> I mean, that's, I mean, is it? Is it 80s? Like 1987? Something like that? They went against Troy Aikman and the Dallas Cowboys. All right, so it's early 90s. It is January 5th, 1992. Prior to that, Gregory, prior to that win in 1992 against the Dallas Cowboys, the Lions' last playoff win was Sunday, December 22nd, 1957. I mean, how are they a franchise? <laughs> how does anyone cheer for them? 34 Listen, years between playoff wins. 35 they're, years. They're almost at 30 years now. They're over 30. They're at 31. They are. That's incredible. But, but they're apparently Super Bowl contenders. So Two two playoff wins in 60 years. Just it's, it's like the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers coaching situation. How, how? Yeah, exactly. How is that? So again, all right. So this is why. Like, I want to believe. I want to believe that they made the, the 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 ballsy pick of Jameer Gibbs, and it's going to put their offense over the top. Amon Ross, St. Brown, Jared Goff's done it before. He brought a team to a Super Bowl, and regardless of who else was on that team, he still had to play quarterback and take them to a Super Bowl. Like, yeah, that, that's still a thing. So. Um, I want to believe in them, but it's also the Detroit Lions. So the the issue with week with the opening day is that now with the Kelsey news, who knows what the Chiefs look like going into this game? I mean, who's their backup tight end? I'm sure I've heard the name because I'm sure he caught 
a random TD throughout last year, but like yeah, it's, it's it's Noah Gray and Blake Bell's also there, former okay. uh, Oklahoma great quarterback Blake Bell. So so guys I've definitely heard of at least. So like it's not, and but I've only heard of them because of the Chiefs and their ability to spread the ball around. Like they're right. they're not gonna do they're not gonna be able to take over a game like a Travis Kelsey would. So T- like Tony's also questionable, and Justin Ross and Rishi Rice are at best going to be on a pitch count. So it's the Sky Moore show. It's Sky and, Moore and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Okay. I'm sick of the Marquez Valdez Scantling hype train. I'm not hyping um, him up. I'm telling you he's I, the other option. I'm not I don't mean you necessarily, but my point is, is that like when do we realize that guy's actually not very good in terms of an NF being an NFL receiver? I mean, like he's, he's fine. fine. He's yeah. serviceable. But like again, not a game breaker, not a guy that's gonna be gonna take them over the top. So like, but it is Mahomes. Mahomes makes everybody look good. So oh, not Valdez Scantling last year. Exactly. That's like it, I, I'm. He had he had 42 catches on 81 targets. He's just not catching the ball when it's thrown to him. And with Mahomes, that's a problem. It seems bad. It seems very bad. It you is. played for. Patrick Mahomes, you played with Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, and you're like a serviceable fourth string wide receiver on a good team. A WR4, yeah, agreed. Yeah, so. So the line's four and a half here at Bavada. I don't think it's enough points for the Lions, even though I just went through how the Chiefs have no offense. Um, Chiefs at home, it's ring night. Andy doesn't lose season openers. They'll do something goofy. They'll drink pickle juice or something. I, I, I gotta take the Chiefs. I hate to I, do I, it, I but I the have Lions to. are Lions are going to be a very popular pick. I expect that this line is going to come down a little bit. Three and a half, or I, I imagine it's going to be th- land at plus three and a half or four when game time kicks off. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 I like I like the Chiefs even more if the line goes down. Fade the public. Isn't that what they say? That is typically the way you want to play it. Let's uh, go to Sunday football, the Arizona Cardinals and the Washington Commanders. Boy, we can't start with a better game than this. Bavada has the Commanders minus seven. I have a lot of faith in Sam Howell. I love Sam Howell. Mm. I'm sure you have a text from me when the – the commanders picked Sam Howell in the fifth round, talking about how angry I was about it. <laughs> I'm legitimately, because I didn't understand it. Sam Howell was a guy who was getting number one overall pick hype going that, into the year. And that was a little over, that was a little overstated, no question. But, like, he lost all of his weapons. He lost Javante Williams. He lost uh, two receivers to the NFL. He lost Michael Carter Jr. Um, like he and and most of his offensive line, and then he reinvented himself as a running quarterback in North Carolina that last year. looked like looked good, didn't put up the same numbers, but who the hell could expect him to? And they're like, oh, he's a fifth round pick now. You're a fucking moron. Uh, Not you I specifically. Mean, no, yeah, I I don't disagree with you. It is bizarre. I feel like I heard I can't remember who said it, but like it feels like the NFL overreacted to a very bad year at North Carolina from a, a skill position standpoint with letting letting Sam Howe fall as far as he did. I just don't see a way that they don't cover this game though. You okay, know I did I did talk text you on draft day and said, remember before the year when people talked about Sam Howe going number one overall. But 
didn't, nothing got, we didn't really move anywhere with you in that conversation. We didn't move the I, needle. I did say I hated it when it happened, but damn, I think Washington got a steal in Sam Howell uh, to friend of the show, Mike Messamini. <laughs> well, hey, hey, that's perfect. I should have should have picked him. Should have picked him. But what are you gonna do? Um, I mean, where's listen, your pick? What, what's your pick in this one, though? I think it's Washington. I think it has to be. Not going, John Gannon. No, I think they're going to be <laughs> since so they're bad. actively trying to lose. Listen, the only thing I want John Gannon to do is have James Conner handed the ball four hundred times this season. That's it. Don't do anything else other than that, and then we're fine. This is the lowest over-under of the week at Pavada, 38 points. So not a lot of excitement expected. I, th- I, think the, I think the commanders could cover that by themselves. Who's playing defense? Yeah, but who's There's playing no quarterback? Isaiah Simmons. Who's playing quarterback? For the, well, Isaiah Simmons wasn't really good. Uh, but Still, who, who's playing the quarterback for the Cardinals? Defense. You think Clayton Toon's going <laughs> to tear up that? Like, the commanders do have a good defense. 42 nothing. 42 nothing. I could see that happening. And then everybody believes in the commanders. And then week two, they lose to whoever they're scheduled to play. Yeah, badly. The Carolina Panthers head to Atlanta to take on Desmond Ritter and those Atlanta Falcons. Bavada's got the Falcons minus three and a half. I do, like, I, I, Atlanta's another team where, like, I was somewhat high on Ritter and I thought they should have given him a shot at the beginning of last year. And then, obviously, we saw him play. Do they um, have Marcus Mariota? I, well, hey, listen. Now my team has Marcus Mariota. Um, but, like, I I don't know. Are no. they going to actually throw to Kyle Pitts? Like, are they going to use him? Like, is that a thing? Maybe. Well, they have weapons, man. Between him and Drake London, they have weapons on that offense. And Algier and Cordero Patterson. like they. And uh, how about that running back you're forgetting about? Oh yeah, Bijan. Yeah, Bijan Robinson. That's the um, one. Yeah, I mean, I'm down with that too. Like, let's go, bring him in. Let's 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 see what this kid can do. And like, the, the Panthers are such a question mark. Like, because I don't know. I love that you went Tyler Algier before Bijan Robinson. Ah, you know, I forgot. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um, I, I, Bryce Harper just walked onto the screen and I saw him with no beard and I got very confused. So I immediately he, he went. He got traded to the Yankees before uh, this at bat. Had to have. Um, but I guess my my biggest thing is I don't know if Frank Reich's actually like a good coach or not. And like we have no idea what Bryce Young's going to show. Is Adam Thielen completely shot if you're a Panthers fan? Or like, yes. well, I, I mean, I, yes. I mean, you agree with that. But, and like, who's in the backfield? Is it still Hubbard? It, it's like Hubbard and who else? Because Dante Foreman left, right? I, I don't, I don't, it's it, the Panthers, I think, are a complete mess. So I think, I think um, the Falcons. Craig, can, you know damn well who's in the backfield. Oh, it's Miles Sanders, isn't it? It sure <laughs> is. Oh, yeah. All right. So it's definitely. Can I tell you who I like? I like Jonathan Mingo. Uh, I think he's going to be, he proved to be a steal for the Panthers. Drafted him in the second round this year. I think it's like 55 overall. Ole Miss guy. Uh, that, that school just churns out wide receivers. And I think he is the next one. Actually reminds me a little bit of A.J. Brown. I don't think he has that kind of upside. But it's going to be a fun team. Their offensive line is kind of stinky but poo. Uh, Ike Aquano is playing, you know, left tackle when he should be a left guard. And Taylor Moten is a, a giant question mark on the right side. 
and their defense is a giant question mark in general. But their offense is going to be interesting. Although Miles Sanders is questionable to play and already heard, as is DJ Shark. Yeah. I have no faith in them, unfortunately. I think this is a game where Atlanta can win this cover, and then you're like, you're like, could they sneaky win a pretty bad division? No, probably not. But this gives us a little bit of hope. Yeah. Panthers were a popular pick to just flat out win that division. And uh, I don't understand a lot of that's what goes on in people's minds. No, um, not a little bit. The Cincinnati Bengals head to Cleveland, Ohio to take on the Cleveland Browns. Bavada has the Browns plus two and a half. I, I kind of like the Browns. Yeah. Like only because like, so, so Burrow obviously missed the entire preseason with the calf and, which everybody thought was potentially much worse. Um, yeah, well, I mean, a lot of ACL talk when it happened. Yeah, that's that's terrifying um, if you're a Bengals fan. It's also terrifying if you're just uh, a Joe Burrow fantasy owner uh, as yeah. well. But regardless of, of either of those, I think the Browns, I, like, there's just no way Deshaun Watson can can be as bad as he looked last year. I mean, this is this is team DTR, man. We're we're just gearing up for Dorian Thompson Robinson at quarterback. Well, that's fine too. I'm fine with that as an option as well. Because I, I mean, thought he was not an option. They Deshaun Watson got paid a quarter of a billion dollars guaranteed, so he's probably going to get some opportunities there. They'll give him like a three game test run. Yeah, we'll yeah, see yeah. What happens. Then then you go to the rookie fifth round pick. Understandable, understandable. <laughs> uh, I just can't. I can't like. He, you can't sit out a full year and then yeah. be suspended for 11 games. And the expectation is to jump into the middle of the season and just be good again. I and do he was think not. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> but I do think with the full off season and everything, as much as it's, you know, people won't like it. I, I think he returns to some sort of form that we, we saw where he was carrying mediocre Texans teams to division titles in a bad division. I don't well, think they, they, they win have the weapons, division, man. They, they yeah. have one of the best offensive lines in football. Nick Chubb might be the best running back in football. All of a sudden you have Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples Jones, and you know, rookie Cedric Tillman, a wide receiver They and, and in Joku, they are not short on options offensively. Yeah. I, I think, I think this is a game the Browns can most certainly steal at home. The Houston Texans travel to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens, one of the bigger lines of the week. Bavada has the Ravens minus 10. I think the Ravens crush. I think Lamar, this is the new Lamar. This is, I got paid Lamar. It's time to really go out and ball out. Mm -hmm. um, I know Andrew's or the opposite. Uh, I think, I think this is, this is the proving ground situation. I think, you know, uh, we're, we're out there to prove that he deserved every dollar that mm -hmm. he got. Uh, and I think that's what we're going to get. And especially week one, like I know, I think I know D'Amico Ryan's in, is in Texas now and you have CJ Stroud and you're building something potentially, but I, I love the Ravens this week and Will Anderson and Will Anderson and the Texans sneaky, really good off season. What do you want from me? Well, you have the, anytime you have the number two and three picks in the draft, like you're, you're going to add some talent. Not a str I don't know. If, uh, I don't know how I feel about Stroud, but we'll see. The Jacksonville Jaguars head to Indianapolis to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Bavada has the Colts plus five and a half at home. 
I, I don't give I'm not gonna give any previews, but this potentially this is this has been on my radar for lock of the week territory. Oh shit. In terms of in terms of the Jags. I don't You telling me I gotta show up tomorrow night if I want to see Lock of the Week? I mean you might have to. Um but I just like and and maybe I'm buying into hype. I'm maybe not I'm buying previews. Fuck you. <laughs> No, to be fair, I'm pretty. I'm I'm absolutely confident that my my lock is going to be the Jaguars simply because I don't trust the Colts. I don't know. Like you no, watched you're buying the Anthony Richardson. Yeah, like and I know you watched Florida play Utah uh, last Thursday, and Florida looked completely lost without Richardson. Not that he they were very good with fifty three percent of his well, passes last year. That just shows how bad Florida still is. Yeah. Um, well, and, is and who's a, the Graham Mertz actually played reasonably well for Florida? Not against Utah. Uh, they, they they were ne- they never had a chance in that game. What do you have? Like I thought he had like three thirty or something like that. Nah, yeah, he yeah, he played fine. It's it's more the point where. I just don't trust Anthony Richardson. Not week one, game one. I just, I can't. I can't do it. Not not in this lifetime. But so, do you trust Shane Steichen? The former former Eagles coaches here battling each other. Dougie P versus Shane Steichen. Who would have thought that Shane Steichen was the guy you'd have more confidence in from this coaching staff in terms of, uh, in terms of everybody who left last year? But I, I'll buy Steichen futures over Jonathan Gannon futures for sure. Oh, a million percent. I'd, I'd put, I'd put the, I'd put the, 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 the license down and say, here, take everything I own. Perhaps uh, a wee bit of hubris, though, from Steichen after he turned, uh, well, at least was part of turning Jalen Hurts into the player he is. He's like, yeah, I can do that again. That's not how this works, Shane. You'll learn. You'll learn. Yeah, you'll you'll, you'll learn be there longer you're... than Jonathan Gannon. So, yeah. and you'll, and in two years, you'll be the 49ers offensive coordinator. Correct. Correct. Um, but no, I think I think it's Jags all day here. I think they build so much momentum from the playoffs last year. They win that crazy game against against the Chargers, and then obviously they fall the next week. But I think uh, I think I think Dougie P is just a flat out better coach, and they're they're a better team. And just a a, a tough guy to play for. Cut his kid. To Doug. Yeah, he cut Rude. his kid. His kid was a was a tight end on the Jaguars during training camp, and he was released. Rude that doctor. is uh, n- no nepotism in Jacksonville, apparently. Throw him on the practice squad. I don't know if he made the PS. I haven't checked that, but but honestly, you just want to. I just want a fresh start from the kid, and I just got cut by my dad. Like, I'm you're never gonna live that shit down from a group of football players. No, not even a little bit. Get the, me out of here. Las Vegas Raiders head to Denver to take on Russell Wilson year two in the Denver Broncos. Bavada has the Broncos three and a half point favorites team. I'm not buying the hype on either of them. Uh, the, the, the Russ is going to be fixed. Sean Payton's got this. Uh, I don't trust them simply because I don't trust the, I, I oddly enough, I trust Samaj P Ryan way more than I trust Javante Williams and his knee. Um, mm. I just think like they lose Tim Patrick again. Yeah, Judy's uh, unfortunately. Judy's hurt uh, already. Corlin Sutton's fine, but like, do you trust Dulcich to be the guy that helps carry it? Like, well, they have they they have um Adam Troutman, who I think is I think is their starter. But I mean, they drafted Dulcich pretty high. Yeah, I mean, listen, I 
I, I, I just don't. I, I, I think it's Chip Kelly, baby. I think it's way too early to see um, any real changes in in Denver. I don't think they're going to come out firing. And I don't necessarily like the Raiders, but they just have pieces. And when you have pieces, Jimmy G has shown that he can win with pieces. Now, obviously, you know how I feel about Garoppolo. Yeah. I I I think this is a Raiders. I think this is a Raiders win. I think it's a Raiders win here. I think week six of the season, San Francisco is going to wish they had Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster. Sam Darnold, come on. Yeah. By the way, Brock Purdy. I was looking at the the futures on Bavada, and Brock Purdy is the favorite to lead that division in touchdown passes. Okay. Would not right. take that bet. I mean, just let's let's relax a little bit about Brock Purdy. A great story, great year. Let's relax on how good Brock Purdy actually is. Yeah, we, everybody really liked Trevor Simeon that first game he played for Denver against the Panthers on Thursday Night Football, and uh, I suspect their futures might be similar. It's not a bad gig, though. Go around the league as the backup spot starting. No, for, hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm open to that opportunity. But I just I think we are overrating BP a little bit. Just a tiny bit. Just a tiny bit. Speaking of, uh, Purdy's team, the 49ers, take on Pittsburgh Steelers. Bavada has the Steelers plus two and a half. Is it in San Fran or is it in Pittsburgh? It's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Steelers, outright, 100%. I, I know San Fran is going to be very good. I get it. Their defense is unbelievable, but D'Amico Ryans is no longer there, so that changes things a tiny bit. I know their offense is a very high-powered offense. Mike Tomlin is still Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. That's he. And you have Pickett getting into year two. Pickens getting into year two. Deontay Johnson's still there. Fryer move. still there. Um, obviously, you have Najee. The Jalen Warren conversation is, keeps happening. So we'll see what that looks like. The defense is very good. You know, I I love I love this. I love the Steelers in this game. I just do. After all, and, and maybe this is just me. Being like, I'm so tired of listening to how if we had a quarterback, we would have won that game. You had four quarterbacks and nobody was able to play. So I don't know what yeah. you want from me. Um, I, I think you're forgetting, st- Greg, Isaac Sayamalu. Ah, that is true. That is very true. I am forgetting him. <laughs> um, I do. I just do think I think the Steelers, uh, I think the Steelers win this game. Baker Mayfield and those Tampa Bay Buccaneers head to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Bavada has the Vikings minus six. Am I crazy for thinking that Baker might actually be okay? No, I don't don't think so. I think think he was so screwed up that last year in Cleveland, and that carried over to, I mean, just a very bad team in Carolina. Uh, Yeah, right? You let him have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and, and those guys, a decent offensive line. I think he's going to be fine. I don't think he's a superstar, but I think he's, I think he's a top 20 quarterback in the NFL. But like, and yeah, you, you made the point exactly that I was thinking of. There's a lot of weapons still on that team. Like Mike Evans has had a thousand yards. Didn't matter if it was Jameis. Didn't matter if it was Brady. It does not matter. Mike Evans just gets to a thousand yards every yeah. year. Regardless, Godwin still has has uh, some life in him. He's he's fine. Like the defense will be questionable, but I don't think Baker's going to be the main problem with that Buccaneers team. The one um, thing that scares me a little bit 
is Tristan Wirfs, and to his credit, is being proactive about it. But he's going to a sports psychologist because he's making the switch from right tackle to left tackle. And people are like, oh, so what? It's just a different tackle position. No, you're literally doing absolutely everything the complete opposite way that you did it on, on the other side. Like you're, you're putting a different hand into the ground. You're kicking off with a different foot. Everything you do is completely, completely different. Yeah. Yeah. And for as good as Werfs was at right tackle, we need to we need to see him play left tackle before we can say he's anything close to what he was in the past. One thousand percent, one thousand percent agree with everything you said in terms of the position switch, and it is an entirely different world. Yeah, I, I just who are they playing week one? It's you said it obviously. They're playing the Minnesota Vikings. I, I mean, I, I it's do the Vikings <laughs> miss Dalvin Cook? more than they thought they would is going to be the real question about this because cook was such a game. I said, I said game breaker on the show this week, but he was a guy that could change the game very quickly when he, when he was yes, when he was healthy and we saw, we've seen Madison and spurts, et cetera. Like he's been fine. Like he's been, he's been all right. Yeah. And obviously Jefferson's going to get his, that's always going to be the case, but like, and they drafted Jordan Addison in the first round. Yeah, but again, rookie wide receivers are always like it's always hit or miss, right? It's it can always be a slow start, it could be iffy, that kind of thing. I tend to agree Hawkinson's with you. Hawkinson's there. Hawkinson, think, the new highest paid tight end in NFL history, which is crazy. Yes, it is. Sure. Um, will they use him more than they used guys like Kyle Rudolph in the past? We'll see. Yeah, he had 60 catches and three touchdowns, and he's the highest paid tight end in NFL history. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So he's an outstanding blocker. There's that. That is all right. We'll we'll give him the blocking credit. Um, I just think I think this is a game Tampa keeps close. I just do. I think that I think that there's like I hate to do this, but there's a lot of people doubting Baker Mayfield, and I don't think he's as bad as people want to make it out to be. Agreed. Agreed. The Tennessee Titans traveled to Nolans to take on the New Orleans Saints. Bavada has the Saints minus three at home. I actually think the Saints are going to be pretty good, too. Um, Derek Carr is another guy that I don't think is as bad as social media or or people want to make you think. No, I think he's good. I think he's potentially very good. And, like, you're talking about a guy now getting, again, being put in a pretty bad division overall with two teams that are – probably below 500 and then obviously Tampa, which you're kind of up in the air on because they also have a new quarterback. I know they'll miss Kamara, but you're like, oh, Kamara's out. Let's just get, we'll get Jamal Williams who led the league in touchdowns. And I know and a lot of those. You were know who else is there, up. Greg? Keandre Miller. Bring exactly. We, this, that, we always go full circle on the show. Uh, but I think Alave is a stud. If Michael Thomas it, reports are that old Mike might be back. Yeah, we'll if see. He's, if he's anywhere even near what old Mike was, um, it'll be it'll be a positive for them. I think I think the Saints are going to sneak up on people and could potentially be a wild card team. So um, I I love them in this game against the Titans because I don't I don't I just it's Tannehill. I know they added Hopkins. Obviously Henry's still there, uh, but uh, it's it's still the Titans, right? Like yeah. it's still the Titans and. This feels like a game they lose week one. I just does. 
Greg, we have to be unbiased with this next game, and it's going to be difficult as we're both owners of this team. But the Green Bay Packers are Green Bay Packers. Head to Chicago mm-hmm. to take correct. on the Chicago Bears. And uh, Bavada does have the Bears minus one here. I mean, that's crazy. I know we're looking at two QBs. I, Fields obviously played like all of last year, and Love is a completely new starter. But yeah, a lot of potentially unwarranted Justin Fields love, no pun intended, going into the season. Well, and most of it's because of his legs. Yeah, right? he completed 60% of his passes last year. Like, it's great. Well, okay, it's it's interesting. I don't know that it's great. It's interesting that he had 1,143 rushing yards last year and eight touchdowns, but that proves to be a problem before long because those guys get hurt. Yeah, they do. They certainly do. There's always that potential on every single time they, they go out there. But to me... You trust Nate Peterman to come in? Actually, I would, I would go to uh, Tyson Baggett over Nate Peterman. I think they honestly. cut Nate Peterman. He's still listed as number two yeah, on the depth chart. All right, well, if he's still there, then then maybe they didn't. But I I agree. I tend to agree with you. <laughs> loved me. Uh, loved me some, some Baggett. The... Uh, the shepherd product, but yeah, I don't, I don't know about this man. I don't know about this, this bears team. I, it's not even more. It's not even that much about the bears. It's more about the Packers. Like, do we not learn from history even a little bit? Like, and I'm not saying Jordan love is going to be the next Brett Favre or the next Aaron Rodgers or the next, any of that assuring us he's going to be better than both of them combined. But my, yeah, exactly. But when we see guys in that particular uniform take two to three years as a backup role behind a guy who's, you know, in the top 10 to 15 QBs of all time, I'd say Mm -hmm. they typically pick up on a couple of things. And again, I'm not saying Jordan loves going to be that, but I have a feeling he's better than people are probably giving him credit for. And if not Sean Clifford, well, exactly. And everybody knows how much I love Sean Clifford. So, but I think the Packers win this game and it's going to be very devastating for Bears fans. It's going to be a very interesting situation to watch this Packers offense come together because you do, you have love. Like Jones is the guy. You have Christian Watson. You have Romeo Dubs. You have Jaden Reed. You have Luke Musgrove, who they took super high this year. There's a lot of talent on this uh, offense. We just, we need to see it actually sort of coalesce together. And also yeah. Sean Clifford. And also Sean Clifford. Yeah. I, I think, I think when you've now removed the, not uh, no, ego, you've removed the ego from the room. That's not true, chance. Greg. I've watched hard knocks. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is just a fun loving guy. There's a very good <laughs> chance that these guys have had a much different ability and time to gel. Yeah. As as teammates um, on a, on a much similar level, so I think I think there's a shot that this Packers team actually is decent. Just a fun, loving, chill dude. That's uh, all he is. Misunderstood, the Greg. The best guy. The Los Angeles Rams head to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Bavada has the Seahawks minus five and a half. Well, the Rams stink, right? Like that's, that's just going to be and a Cooper thing. Cups hurt. It, that makes them somehow way, 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 way worse. Um, you don't trust Tutu Atwell? Tutu Atwell, Van Jefferson, not the one-two combo I'd be looking at. Um, 
What's his Fun. name? Who the starter last ben, year? Uh, ben ben Skoranek. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I think Gino just keeps being Gino. After last year was the coming out party. He still has the weapons. You add JSN to that group of weapons. Oh, he's gonna be um, so good. You lose. You obviously lose. Um, Rashad Penny, but he was always hurt anyway. You still yeah, have Kenneth they got, Walker. They took Zach Charbonneau. Yeah, I love I, Zach Charbonneau. B- Bobby Wagner back in Seattle. I feel like I, you're you're mocking my my love of Zach Charbonneau. I love Kenneth Walker too, but I think Charbonneau is a freaking stud. I no, really, I agree with really you. Do. I think I think he's I've I've taken him in multiple fantasy leagues because and think they, they clearly liked him enough to take him in the second round after taking Ken Walker last year. Yeah, I and I Walker think, had a good year. I think this Seahawks team, they always, that's what the Seahawks do, though. They just churn, churn good RBs out. I mean, if you can go through their entire, like the last 20 years, and they always have that guy, like that dude, they find them. It's like their corners, it's like their secondary. Tariq Warren, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They, what do you think they, the thought process was there? Like you're sitting in the NFL draft and you have a lot of needs. You were, you know, this team is not, it's far from a complete team. You have a rookie running back who played 15 games, got you 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns, and you're like, you know what? We're going to take another running back in the second round. I, I just think that's you're, – you're like, where can we make – who's the best guy on our board that makes yeah. our team better regardless of position? And that's, that's where they came with. That's fair. Maybe that's the smart way to do it and not just be like, this position's filled, you know? Yeah, for sure. But you also have to like weigh opportunity and – as much as I love Charbonneau, I, th- I, wanted to, I wanted the Eagles to draft him in the third round. Obviously, he didn't make it there. But I, like at best, you split carries with Walker. Like, That's and- fine. It's a running backs league, baby. That's everybody splits carries. They no bell cows anymore. I don't think it, I don't think anyone has identified the NFL as a quote running backs league in quite some time. I think I think what I meant by that, which uh-huh. just doesn't make any sense, um, was that uh, running backs are much more dime a dozen at this point. You can never have enough of them, and somehow they're all good. Like, I don't really understand that. Okay, interesting news tidbit here. Apparently, Tariq Woolen is simply going as Reek Woolen now. I, I mean, I'm even more in. I'm even more in. Hmm. You'll, you'll, you'll live, you learn. And they, they drafted Devin Weatherspoon in the first round. I mean, weird that he's probably going to be a slot guy. But love Devin Weatherspoon, another guy who I hoped would make it to Philadelphia. Though things broke right for the Eagles, um, it's an interesting roster. Where what was your pick here? I love Seattle in this game. I okay. think they crush them. The Miami Dolphins head to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Bavada has the Chargers minus three. Why exactly? Because like, Justin Herbert. Yeah, I know. I just said why, <laughs> like. <laughs> I, I I I get everybody loves Herbert. That's fine, and it's all well and good. The issue is, is that everybody except for Austin Eckler gets hurt every year. Yeah, and that doesn't help. I think their coach is kind of a goofball. And they drafted um, Quentin Johnston, who like dropped ninety percent of the balls thrown to him in the preseason. Yeah, but that's fine. He'll at least get the opportunities to do that every Sunday when either Keenan Allen or Mike Williams is not playing. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm. I'm fine with that. Um, uh, and like, obviously I'm, we're saying all this, but then you look at Tua across the way in this situ in this matchup, oh God, but yeah, I, I just, you just, just stay healthy. Just yeah, please, please don't get hurt, man. That's, that's this all so dumb. 
we yeah. saw we saw a worst case scenario of what can happen in football when that that uh, Western Pennsylvania high school quarterback this week. Let's just let's just not die. Come on. I don't even know what you're talking about. So that's that must be really bad. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look up more of the information because I'm I'm gonna keep. I want I haven't seen the update. So go ahead and talk about this game. Uh, I I just think that the Dolphins. The Dolphins were so for real last year, and if they had anyone other than Skylar Thompson starting that playoff game, not that he was even bad, but it's just more the experience, the situational like awareness, those types of things. Like they had a real shot against the Bills, and I think I think this team just gets better when two is actually on the field and able to make plays and make decisions. You still have Tyreek Hill, who's like the fastest dude in the league and can make any play with his feet. Yeah. He's, Waddle on the other side. Obviously, you lose Gesicki, but he didn't do much in that offense anyway. Um, I, I Mostert in the backfield. I I I think this team. I think this team can be very good. Yeah. Okay. So I found what I was looking for. This is from uh, from the Daily Mail online. <laughs> a British website. That's fun. Uh, Pennsylvania high school quarterback is in critical condition after he collapsed on the field during a game on Friday night. Moments after being hit. Mason Martin, 17, has been fighting for his life in in the hospital after suffering a significant brain bleed and collapsed lung, his family said. Referee Mike Vassbender stopped the game between the Carn City High School and Red Bank Valley on Friday after he noticed Martin staggering. According to the Butler Eagle, during the third quarter of Friday night's game, Martin was involved in a hit and had continued to play defense without an issue before leaving the game uh, for an extra point. He returned to the field for the return kickoff, but before the play started, Martin was seen staggering and wobbling. Referee Visbender blew his whistle as Martin collapsed. Dude, I know both of those schools because they play in the same divisions or that same area as where my dad grew up. Yeah. It's terrifying, dude. Yeah, it makes you wonder how long. And I know, I know this is is hyperbolic, and I know people say this every year, but it makes you wonder how much longer... We're going to have this football is going to look like football as we know it at the high school level. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very weird. Very, uh, a lot of bad stuff happening. And it, it did seem like, um, it seemed like the NFL kind of used the DeMar Hamlin thing as an excuse to stop any preseason game where a player was carted off the field. And I'm not saying that was the wrong decision, but I mean, what, like three games just got canceled? I didn't know that either. Okay. Yeah, like at least two, maybe three preseason games simply got canceled after guys got uh, stretched off the field. Huh. So. That's crazy. Football's back. (laughs) It's still back, Chris. Still back. All right, we got to get, what was your pick here? We got to get through this. Uh, Chargers, Dolphins, Dolphins, Chargers, Dolphins. All right. The Philadelphia Eagles head to New England to take on the New England Patriots, including Matt Corral and Jalen Rager. Patriots plus four. I could pontificate about this game for another hour and 13 Mm -hmm. minutes, but I won't. It's the birds. It's not even close. Belichick, Brady. It's Brady retirement day, whatever it is. Get out of my face. It's the birds. It's Sirianni. It's an easy dub. But they announced Brady's back, baby. He plays the second half. We lose by four touchdowns. I get it, Chris. It'll be crazy when you take your phone off airplane mode. Sunday night football, the Dallas Cowboys head to New York to take on the New York football Giants. Bavada has the Giants plus three at home. 
I take the dog at home. I, I, I hate the Giants. I don't think Daniel Jones is as good as people want to pretend. Um, and I, I but the, the the Cowboys, they're just the Cowboys. I, I, I want to. I, I feel like they're going to dominate this game, but I can't. I can't take them. I can't. I can't put the plus or minus three on the card. It's the Giants, baby, at home, home opener, big season for Big Blue, Brian Dable. Can I tell you? I don't know when this happened, but. I- I just kind of like Daniel Jones. I just kind of like him. Like, I think he's got a, I think see, he, like he took a lot of shit. He's got a super good attitude. He's always positive. Well, I, I just like the dude. And that, that's what I was going to say when you said he took a lot of shit, but like he took it in a way where it's like, yeah, that's just kind of me. I don't know what you want from me. Yeah. Like it wasn't his fault. He was the third pick in the draft. No, not even a little bit. Just kind of like him. The Monday night game, the Buffalo Bills head to New York to take on the New York football Jets, and Bavada has the Jets plus two and a half at home. The debut of A-Rod um, under the bright lights with Joe Buck and Troy. Oh, I can't wait for the theme song. Bills, big. Bills, big. That's Real quick, yeah. I alluded to this earlier. Uh, the DeMar Hamlin situation, excuse me, um, He's the significant favorite for comeback player of the year, obviously. Should he win it just because he got hurt? I don't, I don't mean to be dismissive of what he went through, and obviously we're thrilled that he's playing football, but like, do you, does he get an award just for playing? I, I mean, I was just going to say, I mean, if he plays, give it to him, you know? Um, he's a that's crazy. free safety in Buffalo. I, I hear you, but he also essentially died on the field that they, if there was ever a comeback, that's the one fair enough. And obviously we're thrilled that he's, he's still playing football. hundred percent. That's going to be it for this week's episode of you're wrong. And here's why a little bit long episode after uh, taking some time off, had a lot to get through and we didn't even digress too much for Greg Crone. I'm Chris Horwood. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you back here next time.